Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Live mic. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike Podcast. My name is Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, bringing it to you this week, taking a look at the 2021 NFL schedule release and what uh, the schedule will mean for the Pittsburgh Steelers and a couple things to look out for when that schedule drops. Before we get into those, uh, in, in that little list of things that uh, we're going to look at today, I want to bring up a quick scheduling note. Uh, Wednesday night, usually the curtain call, look out for the uh, Steelers preview team as they do their uh, yearly schedule release show, and uh, we'll bringing, be bringing it to you once again uh, on Wednesday night. So the curtain call will move to Thursday this week, so uh, keep an eye out for Jeffrey Benedict and myself as we talk to a Penn State expert and break down 2021 second round pick Pat Fryermuth. So uh, stay tuned for both those shows on a different day this week before we get back to normal the week after. As for today's show, uh, once again, we are looking at the 2021 schedule release and a couple things that I think are important to look out for when it comes to uh, to the drop of this schedule. Of course, we already know uh, the opponents the Steelers will be playing, but the schedule of how they will be playing these games is pretty much just as important as uh, the who. Because in sometimes when, it, when a schedule drops, some teams just get 
screwed, be it long road trips, be it uh, your primetime games matching up poorly, Thursday night games after a divisional opponent, just uh, all those factors that just kind of weigh fairly hard against a team uh, being successful in the regular season. So you really got to hope for the luck of uh, the schedulers draw. And of course, this is the first time we will see a 17-game regular season. Uh, With that, that means three preseason games and once again, that extra playoff team. So there is a ton of things to look out for. One of the biggest things that I look look for almost immediately when the schedule drops is when the Steelers have their longest road trip of the season and really when when those trips kind of line up and where they're going. If if it's 3 weeks long but those opponents are Cincinnati, Cleveland and say Baltimore, Generally, that really isn't too bad. They're not putting too many miles uh, on the on the old truck. But then again, it'd be three straight divisional games, and we know how physical things get in the AFC North. But if things get a a little uh, a little squiggly, and they got to make some long trips, because of course we know they're playing the AFC West this year. Meaning they'll go visit the Los Angeles Chargers as well as the Kansas City Chiefs with those longer road trips. The Pittsburgh Steelers could uh, put be in a little dicey situation uh, if uh, if they don't line up all that well. Thankfully for the Steelers, however, uh, their other uh, conference opponents are the NFC North, meaning uh, their road trips are only going to be to Green Bay and Minnesota. The Steelers, thankfully, this year will not have to put too many miles on uh, on their uh, their punch cards. The away opponents, of course, being the AFC North guys. Uh, after that, you got the Buffalo Bills, the Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, Los Angeles Chargers, and the Minnesota Vikings. Now, thankfully, there really isn't too many long trips aside from Los Angeles. We know the Steelers tend to struggle on the West Coast, but those Steeler games against the against those same Chargers tend to be a stadium filled with black and gold supporters if they allow fans back in the stands by the time that game is played. Of course, uh, we will not know every single stadium situation for a couple more weeks, but uh, things are, of course, trending in the right direction. As for uh, another thing that I think is important to look out for is when the bye week really lands on the schedule. We know a season ago, the Pittsburgh Steelers basically didn't have a bye week whatsoever. They might have one listed, I think, what was that, week three, when they were supposed to originally originally play the Tennessee Titans, but we all know the story. Uh, the Steelers are pretty, pretty much looking for their first true bye week in more than a season. So wherever that lands will be key. We know how important rest is. Getting it too early or too late might might be a little dangerous. Really the sweet spot of uh, NFL bye weeks, of course, with the extra regular season game, will be either week 8 or week 9. That's when you're going to want to have it if you want to split your schedule up perfectly, um, either 8 games before, 9 games after, or vice Versa. So wherever that bye week lands will be interesting, as well as the opponent they play following said week. Most teams genuinely play better coming off the rest. So if the Steelers got one of their uh, tougher opponents coming out of the bye week, that is a big plus for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even bigger if uh, if they get that West Coast trip out of the way and then uh, have a have an extra week off before playing another opponent. 
Another big thing to look out for is when the primetime games fall. They're the Pittsburgh Steelers. We know this. One of the most popular teams, not only in the NFL, but in sports in general. The Pittsburgh Steelers get primetime games. And really, this season, they have a ton of primetime opponents. So... With all those factors being said, the Steelers are going to have a number of primetime games. Could it be four? Could it be five? Could it be six Six games? Because generally, when you look at the schedule, you know the Steelers and Ravens are going to get at least a Thursday nighter or a Sunday nighter. And every single season, at one of those Steelers-Ravens games will be primetime. And now the, the rivalry that's brewing between the Browns and the Steelers has also earned itself a primetime slot. I'm sure we'll see that. And honestly, I feel like we could see that very very early in the season, trying to build off of some of that heat that built up in the wildcard matchup from a season ago. So expect a, a game like that fairly early on. If I had to make one prediction, maybe the Monday nighter could be Steelers-Browns. I could definitely see it playing out that way, but that is definitely a matchup I would want to keep an eye on. Outside of that, there really isn't too many home opponents that uh, I think... Uh, NFL schedules schedulers will be jumping on to give the Steelers a uh, a prime time game, but that away slate, I think you could see a few. Of course, those divisional opponents, but going to Buffalo once again, which the Steelers and Bills have had c- consecutive years of a uh, prime time game. So I feel like that streak could definitely continue. Uh, we know the saga in Green Bay, but the schedule's basically already been put into place long before reports of Aaron Rodgers wanting out. So Steelers Packers is always a big matchup. That could be a prime time game. Kansas City Chiefs and the Steelers that could also be a prime time game. And then the Steelers once again talking about the Los Angeles Chargers. The West Coast teams typically play those later uh, 4.30 time slots, Eastern time, I should say, rather than those uh, 1 o'clock, 1.30 kickoffs that you normally see on the East Coast. So that is something else to look out for. But the Steelers could have a number of primetime games. Outside of that... When the schedule drops, we'll really be able to start kind of making predictions on how this season will play out. You'll start to see uh, some record predictions, some score predictions, some rookie stats predictions, because once the schedule is released, you kind of know the the gauntlet that you're up against, your weak points of the season, your strong points of the season, and how, how simple it is to really kind of get things going. One of the things that uh, will be interesting to look out for is the Steelers' preseason. Of course, they have the Hall of Fame game, meaning they will play four preseason games instead of three. Four used to be the regular amount, but now... In the 2021 season, uh, most teams will be playing three preseason games, if you didn't already know. Uh, the Steelers, of course, their fourth game will be against the Dallas Cowboys in a game that was supposed to be played a year ago. The other three games, though, will be something to look out for because the Steelers' streak against uh, ending their preseason against the Carolina Panthers is something that's gone on for a very long time now. And, of course, in 2020, without those preseason games being played, who knows if that streak is in any sort of jeopardy or if that game will continue to be played outside of that there's a lot of teams that are surround the Pittsburgh Steelers that are typically their preseason opponents and uh with them being uh, regular season opponents as well, you don't you don't normally see a, a teams playing multiple times when it comes to preseason and regular season so it kind of leads me to wonder if the Steelers might play a team like the New England Patriots, who they will not have on their schedule this year, or 
really kind of looking around the area, there really isn't too many other teams that jump out on paper. Perhaps the Jets as another team that's close by. Uh, I guess you could also look into some NFC opponents, perhaps the Giants. But when it comes to that uh, Northeastern kind of uh, teams, that that quadrant, when you slice up uh, this, the map of the United States, most of those uh, Northeasternly teams uh, are on the Steelers' slate of opponents in 2021. So the preseason schedule is pretty, pretty interesting as well as the regular season schedule, especially because we haven't seen preseason football be played in over a year. So that is also another thing to look out for. Going beyond that, uh, I think some of these primetime matchups and these big big name opponents the Steelers will be facing, it'll be kind of interesting to see how the NFL slices these up, especially with how many tough away opponents the Steelers got. It'll be kind of interesting to see when uh, they play the Chiefs and the Packers, who the Steelers will be taking on the week prior and the week following those opponents. Usually those bigger matchups come with uh, with the team that's at least the season before, perhaps a little bit weaker. But with so many tough opponents, I think it's definitely possible the Steelers could have a four or five week stretch where they're playing teams that were either playoff teams or teams with winning records. The Steelers have the toughest schedule in the NFL. Uh, it's something that uh, will be talked about all throughout next season, the toughness of the schedule, all the teams that they're facing are also trending in the right direction. So it's one of those things where the Steelers will have a very tough slate ahead of them. So with all that being said, I think it's time to jump into our break. The second half of our show, I'm going to get into some uh, predictions, some uh, opinions as well on uh, what I think the Steelers should do to kind of round out their offseason so far uh, as we get into uh, some practices and some team activities. So stay tuned for that. We'll be back in just a moment and we will talk to you in a second. It is time for the second half of our show. And right now, uh, of course, in the first half, we looked at uh, some of the things that will be interesting to look out for once the schedule drops. It'll be fun to, to see the Steelers' slate of opponents. But outside of that, 
once that uh, information becomes clear, not too much will be going on until uh, some of these organized team activities either get underway or not. Of course, we know there's kind of a power struggle between the NFLPA and the league right now, but... Once we cross that bridge, we will kind of be barreling our way to training camp. Not too many more roster moves to be made until cuts at the end of training camp. So really, as we sit here right now, we kind of have the Steelers' full roster. But as uh, you may have seen in uh, an article that came uh, through the pipeline this past week for myself, and there will be more like it, uh, I've uh, I've compiled a couple lists of free agents that uh, I thought would be good fits for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, something I, I haven't gotten into uh, too much in this offseason is uh, some players that I think would fit in on this team. Of course, uh, kind of did that on the, the written word uh editorial side, but uh, just to talk about some of these players that I think could help out the Steelers and help the cause, because if you don't already know, talent uh, really trumps all when it comes to the NFL. Uh, Every team has elite coaching. That's why they're in the NFL. Adding more talent is really what's going to be the difference maker when uh, teams are, whether or not they're playing in February. Some of the things that I want to look out for in this upcoming season, but well, before we even get there, is uh, how the Steelers kind of address some areas of, of depth concern uh, with this team. One of the big things I would uh, immediately point to, especially in the defensive side of the football, is the depth at the outside linebacker position. Of course, we know the starters already, TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. They're uh, more than deserving of being the starters, but at that position, we know those uh, those guys typically will only play about 80 to 90% of the snaps, meaning uh, some third guy uh, might be playing 30 to 40% of the snaps uh, coming in relief of... Uh, either TJ or Alex. And really, that one guy replacing both of them when they need uh, rest, it it does add up. You need a talented third-edge rusher. Otherwise, teams will just target that person when your starters are not on the field. And we kind of saw that, especially when uh, Cassius Marsh uh, was forced on the field after an injury to Alex Highsmith a season ago in that playoff game. Now, of course, Highsmith Highsmith, uh, is back. and hopefully uh, healthy by the time we get to the regular season. But same with Cassius Marsh, who right now projects to be your third outside linebacker. We know uh, the Steelers were able to draft Quincy Roche in the sixth round, but I'm not banking on a sixth rounder getting any significant playing time, especially with the Steelers' philosophy when it comes to rookies, especially rookies that are later round picks, which Roche clearly is. When it comes to that kind of outside linebacker depth spot, one of the tough things that kind of, kind of arises almost immediately is what what do you have to do to fit someone in to play that third spot and not have to pay him a ton of money? Outside linebackers, edge rushers, I guess you can say in general, it's a very expensive position in the NFL. And really, if you're paying a lot of money to someone, you kind of expect them to be playing more than 30 to 40 snaps a game and potentially even a little bit of special teams. Now, The Steelers do have an interesting situation in front of them because there is a really good free agent that I believe is still on the market, someone that can uh, slot in right away to this team and uh, contribute right away. 
I think that's Ryan Kerrigan. He played that exact third edge rusher position for the Washington football team last year. He was very successful at it. And he could absolutely do that again. He's still without a contract. I know some people might be wondering, well, how much would that cost the Steelers? But really, for a guy in Kerrigan's situation, he's on the wrong side of 30. Uh, his NFL career is starting to wind down. And genuinely, if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't take a contract here in, in the coming weeks, he might not have a contract to come back to. And might just his career might just be over because of... Uh, the salary cap world that we're living in and uh, how there's just much less money across the league. If Mike Tomlin or Kevin Colbert, whoever were to call him up and say, hey, Ryan, we're going to offer you a contract. It's going to be a one-year, $3 million deal uh, and take it or leave it, but you only have two days to think it over. There's probably a decent chance. I I don't see why, why not where Ryan Kerrigan takes that deal just to continue to play in the NFL and generally for a player in his position he wouldn't be forced to play too many snaps and really he'd still collect a ton of money it's still three million dollars and generally I think that's something that could potentially get a deal done outside of that outside linebacker spot I think fans in general um, want the Steelers to add another corner and uh, absolutely 100% wholeheartedly agree on that. The Steelers do not have very good depth at the corner spot. Um, Where they will play the guys they already have on roster is probably yet to be seen. I know Mike Tomlin said before the draft that uh, Joe Hayden and Cam Sutton uh, will be the guys on the outside right now, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Cam Sutton won't also be the nickel and just bump down in sub pack packages with James Pierre or Justin Lane uh, bouncing outside uh, for those specific uh, combo groups, I I guess you can say. But uh, with that, I still think the Steelers need to add someone because really right now, both at uh, corner and out at outside linebacker, they're one injury away from complete catastrophe because they don't have depth. Now, the, the perfect corner I think the Steelers could add uh, to play that nickel type role and more physical Mike Hilton like role would be Brian Poole former uh, corner of the New York Jets. I think Poole rather would be someone that could fit in right away and uh, take those snaps immediately that Mike Hilton used to uh, used to do for the black and gold. Now Poole it's, it's one of those greater mysteries why he's still on the market. But once again, same with Kerrigan at this point, there's going to be some, some value, some bargains to add. We saw Casey Hayward get, what, a, a shade over $3 million a year with uh, the Oakland Raiders on a one-year deal. Brian Poole is not Casey Hayward. So uh, once again, I'm expecting uh, the money to favor the team in, in another situation. So when it comes to the defensive side of the football, I'd love for the Steelers to attempt to bring in either one of those guys. Offensively, the market just isn't shaped out very well unless the Steelers want to add, say, a a veteran to their skill group, or if they wanted to uh, add a little bit more beef to their tight end room. Of course, we already know those tight ends feature Eric Ebron and second-round pick Pat Fryermuth, uh, and a couple guys that will compete for the third spot, but once again, Jesse James is still in the market. The Steelers could add a, a decent amount of uh, size to their lineup by adding, once, an, once again, uh, Jesse James to this uh, lineup. I, I mean, t- 
Tim Tebow was able to land a tight end job before Jesse James was, so I do not expect Jesse James to be worth all that much. And if he wants to continue his career, the Steelers could probably have him on a Peanuts-type contract. Uh, outside of that, when it comes to offensive free agents, I would still love to see the Steelers add a, a veteran voice to uh, kind of help lead these younger guys. I, I think it's just one of those important uh, torch-carrying roles that uh, every team would really like to have on their roster. It, uh, I, I will offer a couple names. One that might, I think, surprise you, of course, the Steelers' first-round pick was Najee Harris, running back out of Alabama. So for me to say running back, once again, might be a bit confusing, but I would love for them to add Adrian Peterson, former running back of uh, the Detroit Lions, the Washington football team, uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, I believe there's a brief stint with the Arizona Cardinals before the place he really made his name being the Minnesota Vikings. Now, you might be thinking yourself, so Adrian Peterson, that doesn't really make too much sense. But hear me out on this. He pl- he's been playing on vet minimum type deals. And on top of that, he's been one of the best short yardage backs in the entire NFL. And if you want to get the most bang for your buck out of your first round pick running back, try to get him off the field in those more physical type roles, uh, especially as a young guy. Really, I, I think it'd be an outstanding idea to add a, a thumper running back to uh, take Najee off the off the field in those third and one, uh, fourth and one goal line type situations. G- generally, those harder in yards, having a veteran to take those brutal hits off his shoulders might be a really wise idea. And one of the things we can add on to that, Najee Harris and Adrian Peterson are training partners in the offseason. Najee Harris has also said that Adrian Peterson is his idol. When he was growing up, that was his guy. To be teammates with that, I think that would, would be the best mentor-mentee type relationship you could possibly give a young running back. And outside of Najee Harris, I don't think there's a running back on the roster that has a, a job set in stone when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'd say Anthony McFarlane is the closest to ha- having a, a job here in the Steel City in 2021. But that's another small type guy. I would love the Steelers to get a thumper. And Adrian Peterson, not only is he the best one available, he's a guy that, with the Detroit Lions last year, helped mentor uh, DeAndre Swift. Uh, With the Washington football team before that, worked with Darius Geis. Teams have uh, added high round running backs and Adrian Peterson to the fold in consecutive years. What better way than two guys that really respect each other and uh, could quite genuinely help each other out and Adrian Peterson once again says he wants to compete for a championship there's not a whole bunch of uh, real contenders that still have jobs available I think that would be a really good match outside of that there really isn't too many names I would love to see uh, Larry Fitzgerald start his career and his career where it started of course he was at the University of Pittsburgh before he was drafted the Arizona Cardinals I, I don't know how realistic that would be but I would still love to see uh, Larry Legend, the the ultimate uh, NFL Man of the Year type person, be on the Steelers team. Uh, For the young guys to learn from someone like that, I think would just be absolutely outstanding. The likelihood of that one, I I think, would be far less possible than Peterson on the Steelers or Jesse James making a comeback or Ryan Kerrigan or Brian Poole joining the team. So 
I think those are some names to uh, at least keep an eye on as uh, the weeks go by and the Steelers uh, get into uh, some team activities and before they get into training camp. It, it just is an exciting time. We are one step closer to the NFL season. The schedule drop is the next uh, item off of our checklist. So really, it is an extremely exciting time to be a fan of professional football. Uh, once again, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's show. Uh, before I let you go, though, I, I want you guys to uh, do me a favor. Uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, go ahead, hit that five-star button, uh, subscribe, hit the like button, wh- whatever uh, your platform uses to uh, to uh, promote shows and rank shows and like shows if you could do that for us that would be a, a huge uh, bonus for all of us at behind the steel curtain.com uh, it just helps uh, us provide more great content to you so if you could do that that would be much appreciated also make sure to click over to behind the steel curtain.com you're going to get everything you could ever want when it comes to Steelers content uh, from round tables to opinions to film rooms anything and everything you could dream of when it comes to Steelers content, you're getting it at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com So with all that being said, thank you for listening to this edition of the Live Mike Podcast. We will be back with you for another episode in a week, but uh, once again, Thursday night, you'll uh, catch myself and Jeffrey Benedict with a Penn State expert breaking down Pat Fryermuth, so uh, stay tuned for that. And finally, thank you for tuning in. We will catch you guys next time. See you guys. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, 
Download the white paper from audiostack.ai.